Hello, and welcome back to The Build Plate. Today, we have an incredibly special uh, episode today. We actually are deep diving into how a 3D printer hobbyist created a way to catch a killer. Rainer, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, exciting things over here with a lot of research into this um, character that we will be discussing today. I just wanted to let you all know that you better be on the edge of your seats because we got a doozy for you. Thank you so much. Um, and again, I am so, so happy that everyone is here to be part of our podcast. Again, and Ron, mm-hmm. roncom.com, man, he is coming mm-hmm. in. He is making an appearance really early. Absolutely. So yep. our story actually starts on the south side of the uh, actually Australia. So on the south side of Australia, a gentleman named Johnny Creighton. He actually grew up quite poor, and he actually ah, crikey, (laughs) Johnny, (laughs) oh crikey, mate. Anyways, he he grew up in Australia, and as he was growing up, he grew up pretty poor, but he was very good in in like his math class classes and stuff. And so, when he was in primary school, he picked up. 3D printing. And actually, it's funny because in the last episode, we talked about uh, Adrian Boyer. And believe it or not, uh, Johnny Creighton is one of his pupils. And this story is incredible because it's Mm going to tie in Johnny Creighton with the popular video game that I'm not going to mention now because it's going to, I'm really going to bring it in and surprise you guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Johnny Creighton uh, had an interesting early um, childhood. Now, Rainer, you actually found some interesting articles around how he got into 3D printing. Yeah, yeah. So according to reports from the Australia Daily Times, Johnny Creighton actually first got into 3D printing when he was in junior high school. Now, this is a little different than normal high school in the Americas or in the United States. Uh, Basically, what this is, is this is a junior high school for people that are really intelligent, especially in the bush in Australia. So let's set the scene here. We have this Australian newspaper talking about Johnny Creighton, his extremely able abilities to write code and generate programs. And he ended up actually writing the very first 3D printing program in Australia on the red dirt of the bush. So basically what he did is he actually ended up going into his barn and he had one wire and it wasn't actually carrying enough amps for his first 3D printer. So he actually took a, yeah, yeah. So he took a couple pieces of, of tree and he actually uh, nailed them together. And that was actually his first base for his 3D printer. What he ended up doing is using a pane of window glass for his build plate. And he actually programmed, he used no radio. And he, he used that for the electronics portion of the, the, the 3D printer. And he ended up turning out Australia's first Bush 3D printer. And this would be the very start of what we know as the Creighton 3D printing uh, I guess uh, you could call it a uh, monopoly in Australia. For a long time, the Creighton printers were the only ones you could find in the bush or anywhere in Australia and down under. Yeah, and it's, what's incredible about that is that he was only in junior high school. So, And this is recent, too. So Johnny Creighton, he, this is early to late 2000s. Again, this is... I have to butt in there. I, I think you're saying our, our story is based... In the early 2000s. However, when Johnny Creighton was in junior high, he, it was in the 1980s. It was very on the premier edge, oh, the, the premier oh, edge oh, of the 3D oh. printing revolution. 
So I'm talking about his I when he went into his next step of Creighton Creighton Industries. Where yes, actually, yes. That's okay. So actually, but in the early '80s or late '80s is when he created his first one in the bush. Right. So I've I've gotten it mixed up. Okay, I'm so sorry. Thanks mm-hmm. for the correction. Mm-hmm. But uh, no worries. What's very interesting is when he did start to create uh, Creighton Industries, um, he really went after outlandish ideas and where he created it wasn't 3d printing then yet okay what we consider 3d printing is drastically different than what johnny creighton actually had to endure and he wanted to create uh and he had got his hands on some recycled pla and he what he did is he actually melted it over a campfire into a string and then what he did is he actually you know kind of those um it the best way to explain it is like a cattle iron like that you jab into a cow yeah, to a mark brand your, your a brander yeah. yeah a brand mm-hmm. yeah a brand. what he did is he actually had his friend who uh actually supports johnny walker whiskeys um what he did is he actually he created a way to funnel that down so when you would heat up this edited branding he would actually take the string of pla and put it through that funnel while it was red hot and then he would manually create some 3d features and he did this, and he created a first. Uh, and by the time this was AM radio, AM FM radio tracker device, mm. and he was able to track. He was actually able to track his friend's uh, cattle, and he did this for five devices. And this is actually the start of what we now know as Creighton Industries. Right, he did. <laughs> so, so let me get this right. He started out as a three D printing fanatic, where he developed the very first Bush three D printer in his barn. Then he. Fast forwards to the early 2002s where he actually invents the very first tracker for bush cattle. Um, This is actually phenomenal. One thing I forgot to mention about him back when he was a wee little boy in junior junior high school, he actually printed – his very first print was a kangaroo. Can you believe that? That's so typical Australian. He prints out this little kangaroo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah. Sorry, Australian listeners. What we get with this is we get a kind of a round picture of Johnny Creighton's early life. And it takes an interesting twist because by the time he's now approaching, he's in his 30s, approaching 40s now, uh, he has decided that he he now has children in his life. And actually, it's interesting because in 2014, a very interesting video game came out. And this is how both of these two people cross into each other. Oh. And – and I don't know if you remember this because you were kind of in high school around this time or just getting out from 2014. I think you, you graduated or you graduated 2013. Yeah, I was, I was two years out of high school at that point. So I, I do remember the the shadows around the game we will be talking about, the the, the people talking about it. Um, in fact, I have a funny story about college, uh, somebody trying to impersonate the video game. But why don't you go ahead and tell us exactly how the two merged together and what what made history in the video game 3D printing community at the time? Okay, and before we get into that, okay, so right now I just want to cue our listeners in. We have Johnny Creighton. He is going to be our main person who kind of built 3D printing trackers, Creighton Industries in Australia. Now I'm going to change gears before I jump into the connection to video games. And we're going to talk about an American boy born on the poor side of Houston. 
Um, and he was a young, young boy when he had to get into a life of crime. And so this is, again, when I say young boy, we're talking about he's a young boy in uh, the 90s, and he's kind of in high school in 2014-ish. So he's born in that range. Right, so Eminem birthday, was this guy's greatest idol. In that time, he heard about Eminem, the rapper, and he literally mm-hmm. idolized Eminem. Just that's an aside yeah. I wanted to lay down for our yeah. listeners. Well, but that gets into the culture of what he did. And so he was a very strange kid. He never got along with any of his classmates. He's been described as an oddball. And at times he would eat an apple upside down um, or he would wow. eat a pizza by – yeah, he would eat a pizza by sucking the – the cheese through his nose and down into his throat. That is gross, man. Who is this guy yeah. and why is he famous? Well, he would be actually he he'd be under a different couple of names, but he's actually recently he's in jail right now. But I'll get into that. Oh, oh. Anyways, he he from I would say two thousand. It looks like the records show from two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty. Um, he has shown an interesting uh, tendencies to violence and there's records that kind of show of him kind of growing up. And as he's growing up, he kind of gets into this life of crime. Mm. At some Mm. point he does start to go on a vicious, vicious killing spree. Whoa. Whoa. I did not see this going that way. Holy moly. He is actually known as the Texas, the Texas Houston rapid killer but he also has been under another other names as well how he would kill a lot of his main victims is that they would be in the woods around nighttime and he would invite them out with a perfumed uh perfumed smelling letter be like come out and enjoy my winery and i'll give you a free hot balloon tour and so when people received this, they were very popular. People were like, oh, my God, I just got a, pop, you know, right, a free right. hot balloon. And, and how wouldn't you want to believe this? Because if you if I got invited to hot air balloon and I see them flying over my, my, my house every day, it would be hard for me to say no. But knowing what I know now, I will never say yes to taking a free hot air balloon ride. No, I, I, I it just disgusts me. I, I, like, I'm just, ugh. so anyways, what he did is he would bring them out and it'd be right at, right at dusk. And when they would get there, he would then, sometimes he would do it smoothly. Sometimes he wouldn't, he would maneuver their keys away from their car. Mm. And then we're talking about 15, 16 miles mm. in the woods. And, mm-hmm. you know, he did a pretty good job. He had mm-hmm. like a makeshift hot balloon that wasn't quite inflated yet. And everyone thought they were going on a mm. night mm-hmm. wine tour at his winery Oh, wow. Wow. A hot air balloon is what it's called, I believe. I don't know Mm -hmm. if a hot balloon is something that is a little different, but I I know them as hot air balloons. Can we get that the record set straight on that? What about the hot air balloons? Do you want to get the record straight? Well, you keep calling them a hot balloon, and I I think it's a hot air balloon, but... I don't know if you're. <laughs> I don't know if your article. They, they are. They is a hot air balloon. I'm sorry, not a hot balloon. Yeah, a hot air balloon. I mean, I couldn't lure anybody into riding a hot balloon. I mean, is that like, I, what is that? You know, I get hot air balloon. I get that. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing: is he lured them out, and once they got there, he basically said, "I have your keys." There's no way out. Run. And if you survive, you survive. 
run but i uh but run uh and if you survive you survive but i will kill you with whoa wow that is actually very scary very psychopathic this guy just so our listeners know is actually um he he is he's he's evil for for all intents and purposes this this is an evil individual and he needs to be stopped and it's a good thing he is in jail now so you guys can sleep um easily but uh, i do want to say that the i i forget what you call what what they're calling him now in texas he is it goes by different names and right he's actually going to be we can call him by what most people on the meme cultures call him slender man oh the, not yes not not the slender man as in the video game slender man that is the connection <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. So let, let me see. The video game came before this man? Is he an impersonator? Yes. How did this he, man he, come about? Well, see, like I said, he kind of grew up in this this in Texas sports out of Houston. And by the time the video game was becoming very popular, uh, he was just graduating high school and he would so he'd be 18 19 years old and that's when he kind of got this twisted thing where he was going to be he wanted to kill people and this was the way that he was going to do it a lot like the video game Mm. so wow so wow yeah that is that is when video games influence somebody to become absolutely evil that is when video games should be stopped yeah there should almost be for video games like this. There should almost be like a vaccine for them, you know, a way to kind of create immunity and get rid of those kind of video games because they are just uh, evil. Right, right. But I, I do, yeah, he, yeah, right there with you. Now you actually had an interesting story about one of the two people that survived his killings, and he actually went on to kill fifty-three people. Yeah, so. I can get right into this. Basically, one of the people who actually survived against him was a uh, 40-year-old man, actually about 36 years old at the time of the incident, named Johnny Creighton. And oh my yes. god, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not what joking at all. And fuck? and that's actually a story that we do want to get into. But let me tell you about the other survivor in a little bit where they're at um, before we do that. So the first survivor that got away, her name was Sally Minutia. I know it's very weird. Sally Sally Minutia. That sounds like um, wow, Minutia. Is that Polish or is that – that's an interesting name. Last name I, honestly, we don't know her ethnic background. All we know is that she's an important – part of the story because Sally Minutia actually used her wits and her training that she got ironically from the Israeli special forces and this helped her out quite a bit um she ended up actually taking the scented letter from super fast killer man I guess is what they were calling him before slender man and um she she actually matched with him on tinder ironically and and he was doing this at the time. He would put like his little vineyard grapevines out there and, and his little hot balloon, I mean hot air balloon out there. And uh, he would, you know, this, obviously before this time, they're expecting that he probably did have knocked off about 24 people. So she, she was going to be the 25th. And 
she ended up going. She walked out to the woods. She, you know, she got out of her car. And just like you said, she reported that as soon as she got to the hot air balloon site, he said, you know what? We got to make yourself as light as possible because tonight's a little bit colder. So the air density is going to be less. So, so you logical to, sense. Yeah. So we're not going to get as much lift in the hot air balloon. So if you can, can you put your stuff over there in, in, in that little protected lockbox over here? But what she didn't know is that when she closed the door on that, the code that was on it didn't work. So all of her keys and her wallet and stuff was stuck inside that, that chamber now. And she couldn't get it. And, and it's funny because she was packing heat. She did carry a, she did carry a, a colt out there. It was actually her granddad's. That was from her granddad's. And she, she had that. Yeah, classic colt revolver. The six, six, six gun that you see in Bonanza and shit. She had one of those. Okay, wow, wow. <clears throat> and did she get that in, in Israel? No, 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 not at all. She, she, that is a totally different thing, a different story for another time. She's an incredible woman and has a huge background we could talk about. But, but basically, let's get back to the story at hand, how she escaped. Yeah, so, yeah. So he's like, okay, why don't you get in the basket now? And I'm going to you know, put the gas into the chamber and light the flame. And as soon as she got into the basket, she heard like a, like a night, I can't make it. It was a metallic scraping sound. And she heard him say, Hey, tonight is the night you die. Run. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? Run. And I mean, she, she ran, she ran as fast as she could. She ran and she ran. But what she ended up doing is she did something very unique is she pretended to run, but she circled back and came right back to the actual hot air balloon. And, you know, this guy was good, but he didn't expect her to come back to the place she started at. So she ended up hiding out there underneath the actual balloon until morning oh, wow. broke. And when morning broke, she was able to, to get out of there in, in daylight and, and ru- make a run for it. And she actually got out of there and ran the, I think it was like 40. She actually had to walk like, I think it was 45, 45 miles. 45 she is, yeah, it's actually 45.2 miles from a little city. Uh, so this was in Texas. So a little city called St. Mary's, Texas. Mm, so yep. it was outside. Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. And she walked there back to Houston where she, she contacted Houston PD right away. And they're like, they, they kind of, at that time, the Houston PD, they ignored her. Cause they're like, you know what? We've been hearing, like it was around Halloween. They're like, you're just trying to dope dupe us over. And boy, oh boy, I, I know that those PD, the, that police, those police officers probably regret that because it would be a full, um, let's say 53 minus 25 would be quite a bit more people. <laughs> I think 18 more people would die than at his hands. So I, I, that's actually not good math. I don't know. I just did that off the top of my head. But anyways, so, so that's how she got away. Uh, she was one of two people. The other person, as we know, was Johnny Creighton. And, and that's very interesting because with Johnny Creighton, is, is he basically is the mastermind behind getting Slender Man caught mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah. He was flying over and so so a lot of people don't realize this is that um sally again she has this incredible background okay and that's why this next meeting happened so uh, around this time right after sally gets out of this scary time with slender man uh 
we had Johnny Creighton doing a conference on his newest mobile 3D printing tracking device. Mm, it yes, actually pops yep. out of the back of a – it was actually a deal with Ford. So a Ford F-150 would come with a actual printer in the background, and it was called the Creighton Series. So he actually was doing a conference on this. And so she went there not really expecting anything. She was trying to refresh her brain, and she is actually a sports photographer. And mm, so she was trying mm-hmm. to get she, – yeah, she yeah. was trying to get back into, into her job. She into was trying her to game. Kinda, she was trying to get, get into the game of the photo world again and, and get a good picture of this world-famous guy. I mean imagine him. Like he was the Elon Musk of – you know, you just didn't hear about him, but he he went uh, of Australia at the time. He was the Bush equivalent of uh, Elon Musk. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and he was there. And it's interesting enough is that she kind of was shell shocked about her whole experience. And so she was actually one of her ex coworkers came up and started talking to her about her experience. And Johnny was actually grabbing an extra large cheesy brat at a hot t- hot hot dog stand. And he overheard the story. Typical guy. And like, goes, seriously, if I typical. was a billionaire, millionaire, quadrillionaire, bazillionaire, whatever the hell Johnny is at this time, I would be grabbing a brat too. I wouldn't be eating my chef's made fancy salad that's waiting in my airplane. No, not at no, all. No, this not guy, at all. Especially- he's a people's man. He's an, he's an everybody people's man, Johnny Creighton is. He's, he's from the fucking yeah. bush, man. Yeah, he's been known to like literally go go on walks in his hometown and and pick up surviving uh, uh, surviving armadillos and foster them to health. So right, right. what? Yeah. Anyways, he's overhearing this story and Sally's on the verge of tears because she's like, no one's believing me, and it's like he heard it. He was like, right. man, mm-hmm. this is what he goes up to her and he goes, Sally, you don't really know who I am, but I believe you. And mm, tell me more. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's like, "Oh my God, I know who you are." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've been yeah. Told that and she at, at this, at this, yeah, at this point in his life, Johnny was actually single. And Sally, she was quite a looker. You know, she was a looker. She had, she had that uh, special training, and, and she was fit. She was doing some kicks and stuff still at her local kickboxing class. She was, you know, so she had the capability to to carry on a conversation with this world famous Johnny Creighton guy. Absolutely. And so they got to talking and there is multiple reports. Actually, there's a report out from, and it's by Kristen.www.wig. So there's like three middle names for this person. Mm. And she did a report with CBS where she talked to Johnny Creighton about this meeting. Mm. And he explained it as pleasant, wonderful, and would have loved to spend more time with her. Oh, (laughs) that is just heartwarming. Johnny Creighton, he's such a helpless romantic at this time. Such a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Good guy. guy. Um, So this is kind of your specialty because you kind of – I want you to talk a little bit about now he's got a similar uh, 3D printer. It's it's not similar. It's a little bit more advanced, obviously. It's Australian's model, but it follows a little bit about the Prussia 3D printer. And explain a little bit – on how he designed what he will call slendermancatcher.com. Yeah, so I, I don't know where the .com came from. I believe it's just slendermancatcher. And another correction is it's Prusa Printers. No, no, it's a website. Oh, it's it a is. website. It's a website, oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it no, shows how much no, I know. Yeah. I just know more about the technology and how it worked. So so let yeah. me let me get into that and, and tell you. So at the time, you, you already mentioned he has this ominous tracking 3D printer thing where he actually prints out conductive 3D prints that he can 
secretly put onto things and it tracks people. It's actually like, it's, it's a technology that needed to be there, but like there's a lot easier ways to get this tracking stuff out there. He was more of like a hobbyist guy that cracked and made it really simple and available to everybody. And that's why Ford wanted to get a hold of him because, you know, have you heard of Mike Rowe? He actually did some Ford commercials. He's a hardworking man, you know. Same thing with Johnny Creighton. He's a hardworking man, and Ford wanted to do partnership with him, even though he's 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 a very rich guy. He has lots of patents, lots of technology out there. Some people even said that half the components in the modern-day cell phones were created at his company in Australia, and the companies are kind of stealing his intellectual property, but he made some deals with them, and that's also how he got a lot of his money. But besides that, this guy knew how to make tracking devices, and he printed them out, and he actually was able to put them on animals to start with cattle. But Sally, right, that was her name. Sally, Sally, she came, she came up to him, and, and she had one intent. She wanted to find a way to get him to put a tracking device on this evil son of a gun down in Texas. And so mm-hmm. she goes up to him. She gets him talking. They have a glass of champagne, like you were saying. His breath must smell like cheesy brats at this point. So, you know, she doesn't really want it to go anywhere. And he doesn't either. You know, they're actually strictly talking just technical. One of those weird times in life when when this can happen, when, when somebody would look at them, they would think they were talking romantically, but really... Some people at the party, they spec or the after party of the event he was talking at, they speculate that they speculated at the time that he was in like trying to take her home or something. But no, this was just a, that deep of a conversation where they were talking yeah. and strategizing about ways and methods to catch the slender man. So yeah. what Johnny ends up doing is he ends up coming up with a remarkable plan. Of course, Sally is a part of this as well. But we have to give credit where credit's due because Johnny took all this away, all of her, her, her comments about you need to put a tracking device on this guy. He's been, we th- I think that he's dangerous. At that time, she didn't know that he committed all these homicides, homicides, however you want to say that. <laughs> what, what's, a, what's a homicide? I, I don't know. I, I said that incorrectly. Please forgive me. Uh, but he, she didn't know that the Slender Man was doing all this. So let me explain a little bit of how the technology works. So basically he took a basic RepRap printer. And he found a way to use graphene inside the filament, which was way ahead of, of, of anything that people were doing at the time. I know in Germany now they actually do make graphene filament. It's not a big deal. But graphene back in 2004, I think it was, was touted as the strongest, the next super material. It's going to change the construction industry. It's going to change all these industries because it was so strong. And of course, that, that's attributed to like the carbon-carbon structure of it, right? So Johnny, Johnny uh, Creighton, he said, you know what? I'm going to use this in 3D printing. And because it's highly conductive, I'm going to use this as a tracker as well. And so what he ends up doing is he prints out what he calls the Slender Man Catcher. And what this early adoptions look like is, actually, I'm going to ask you, what would you expect a Slender Man Catcher to look like? I would think it would look, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe a small device, maybe the size of, a little smaller than the size of my palm. It's sleek and it can be maybe attached to something. It, am I off or close? You're very close. It, it was actually, it was a little tiny metallic looking kangaroo. No. Yes. <laughs> this guy goes right back to his roots with this one. He knows that if he catches Slender Man, he is going to be famous. 
So he said, you know what? I'm famous for having the first Bush 3D printer. I'm going to be famous using the same kind of first print with a little kangaroo. I'm going to be famous with this. So this metallic kangaroo that came up with the plan where he would go to the town of St. Mary's. I think it's what the town was where... Where yeah, at, at St. Mary's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, uh, 40, 45.2 miles outside Four, of the Killing I think it was 42.3, but regardless of the minutiae, <laughs> and that's not a pun on Sally's last name, but it is. But basically what I'm trying to say here is that they go to that town and they set up shop. Now to do this, Johnny Crayon had to dress like a girl, which was actually <laughs> really strange because they knew at that time that th- this guy would be hanging out at the local bars and also on uh, on the internet trying to match with people but he he they didn't know like okay if he would catch his their eye like so he went to this bar dressed as a girl and for johnny this was a little bit tough for him he grew up in the bush in australia but to catch slender man he needed to do this so he did he was very dedicated and what wow yeah he probably yeah. do you think he he's a very muscular man yeah i wonder he, he yeah. was very muscular <laughs> and uh, he had to use actually some 3D prints to make himself look a little bit more feminine. But, Curvy. But yeah, yeah, okay, I gotcha. But he, he ended up pulling off well, and there's actually some pictures on the catchaslenderman.com, I believe. I, I was just perusing through that a little bit ago uh, after you mentioned it. It's up on my screen here to, to the right of me. But anyways, I can see this, and it, it looks funny. I, I would definitely recommend anybody checking it out. I mean, to see what they did to catch this guy, it's extremely phenomenal. So they end up Going and, and putting themselves out here in this small town, and lo and behold, within five days, they matched with him, and they had a scented little note in his apartment mailbox that he was staying in at the time because he didn't want to get a hotel room. He actually got an apartment and said he was working in the local oil fields in Texas. And wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, That's she she said that. Yeah, he, it's he, but really, it's dressed as. A, Whatever. However you want to say that, you yeah. dressed as a, as a lady. So she was actually working and she was like saying that she was the first one to actually get up on the oil rigs and and, ta- and work with the men. And she had a really good story. He She had a really good story about this. And Johnny Walker sold it 100% because they got they got an invite out to the, the scary farm is what we're going to call it. So they end up going out to the scary farm. And what what they did is incredibly ingenious they actually had and maybe you can tell it better because i i think you know this well, part I, a little better than well, i do <laughs> well that's because i was watching so just so anyone's interested is that all this information can actually we are actually kind of summarizing a book done by sally minutia how i caught slender man and so we're getting a lot of this information from that back and that from that book and then also additional articles about Johnny Creighton. So mm-hmm. I just don't want anyone mm-hmm. to think that, you know, we're just kind of summarizing these are mm-hmm. actually backed up by legit right. legit facts of, mm-hmm. of, of articles. There's so, actually a really, really, really good uh, New York Time article about it called uh, yeah. Creighton and Minutia. And it's 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 yeah. an incredible story. They it's yeah. actually about their back lives, their their the history of where they came from, and kind of some struggles they yeah. both had as youth. So I definitely recommend mm-hmm. reading that. Anyways, what we got from that is the last part of Sally's book. It kind of switches into a more dramatic tone, and we're going to comment on that a little bit. So what Sally and and Johnny Creighton do is once they get the sun an envelope and they're invited out to Crazy Farm Winery. Um, 
he gets out there, and again, it's very similar to Sally's survivor story, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he says, "Hey, listen, it's it's really cold." He's like licks his 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 tongue and holds it to the air, and like, wow, the wind is. In, yeah. guys, by in, the way, in hindsight, that's really creepy. But at the time, it's like if you were there, it wouldn't be that creepy, you know? Like, uh, But seeing the tongue and, and Johnny explained this a little bit. I'm sorry for interrupting, but he explained this a little bit in a later interview where he said that because he knew this guy could be extremely dangerous, he thought it was the creepiest thing in the world. He got spine tingles when he saw that tongue come out and lick the finger and hold it up in the air. <laughs> to, to him, it was one of the creepiest things of the yeah, whole night. yeah. But in, in, other than that, though, because normally when you're in a situation and you're on Scary Farm and, and the wineries, you're you're pretty in, intrigued by everything that's going on. And it's, you know, Slender Man has been known to be very, very talkative at this point of this of this stage of his killings. He's very convincing. He's very mm-hmm. personable. Mm-hmm. He he's you're like, right, you know, yeah. hey, you know, this is and very calming. You know, it's been even in the court documents and the court videos. You can even hear him talk. It's like a very calm voice. Right. It's very calculated. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, once he gets there, um, Johnny makes a, a point to say, hey, I really, really appreciate you. Of course, he's also dressed as a girl at this point. And what he does is um, the Slender Man is dressed in all black, but he has a tie on. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so what what Johnny does is he goes up to, to the Slender Man and goes, hi, I am like so happy that you did this for me and grabs and like very affectionately rubs the back of his neck. It stuffs that conductive graphite 3d printed tracker underneath the collar. Right. And they had him at that point. Sally was back in the mission control, which was set up actually in an old farmhouse about two miles away. And she saw as soon as she did that, she saw because he had to press a little tiny little fingerprint scanner on the actual 3D print. As soon as his finger came off of it and he dropped it on him, she knew that that thing was live because a little, uh, she explains it as a little blinking green light started to blink on her transponder. And at that moment, they had eyes on him and they could watch him. And that, that to me was like a, a, a goose pump kind of moment. When I read that in the story, I was like, this is, this is incredible. When they were able to, to attach that and get the green light. Now, how did Johnny get out of there? So Johnny had one last mission, um, and they didn't know exactly where the location was going to be. It's been suspected that each time the winery and the hot air balloon was at a different location, but in the same geo conference, uh, geo geo, geo place. Um, And so what had happened is he had set up, you know, this guy's worth billions. You know, he's got money. He set up five, getaway motorcycles within the span of about five different miles okay and what he did is he had a gps locator uh embedded underneath his skin so what he did is once the slender man came out and was like run run exactly so he takes off and slender man very fast and slender man's also like going ham very athletic it actually takes a while because at the time, you know, Johnny's approaching 40 now. He mm-hmm. is right. He's not the same man he used to yeah, be. Yeah. But he is he is able to reach one of his uh GPS located getaway bikes. And once he gets on the bike and he goes away, he knows that he's going to be heard by Slenderman. And when Slenderman hears the bike, Slenderman is he is is intuitive enough enough to know that he's been set up. Right. 
Yeah. And so <clears throat> once he hears the bike, they know what's going on and they watch and they track Slender Man and they track him for days and they actually track him until he makes another killing. Oh, see, that's the sad part about this they, story. And, and they tried their hardest. They tried so hard to not allow They tried him, to get a hold of the exact... Um, and, and they talked to police and police wouldn't listen to them and they just wouldn't listen to them. So it's... Bless his heart, Blaine, and they didn't want us to say his last name, but Blaine was 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 the one who who had to take. They want to respect his right. Yeah, right, they yeah. want to respect his privacy. Uh huh. Uh huh. It, it they that Blaine was the last one, and he was actually the one that they were able to show police. Look, he did this to this guy because they saw exactly where everything took place, and and for. You know, he, he did all the stuff with it, and, and they saw all that. Then the police started using the tracker, and they ended up tracking him to his house. It was a normal house in the city of St. Mary's, and they got him. They got him, and they, they locked they him, him up. They did all the court proceedings, <clears throat> and that whole trial is a story for a different day. Maybe we'll get there, but what I did want to say is just how impressed I am with the use of 3D printing and the video game tie-in, because as you know, Slenderman is still around today, the video game. And that's like yeah. one of the world's uh, most famous video games. It's not up there with like Fortnite or anything, but I mean, it's a very popular video game and it's very scary. And I think as we approach towards Halloween, it's important to remember, guys, that Slenderman could be out there. So keep your it eyes open. It could be approaching your neighborhood close to you. Thank you so much for listening to our production as we discussed Johnny Creighton Industries and his interesting way of tracking Slender Man. Interesting. Some portions of this episode may have been made up, if not all of it. However, we hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been produced and edited by Asher and Rainer Brown. <laughs>